And I, I really wanted to title this, God's voice is so easy to hear, only a Christian could miss it, like I was talking about, because we put all these barriers up that, uh, how many of you guys have been taught how to hear the voice of God? And then you got to go through another course to make sure it was his voice and not your voice. And at the end of the day, I want to punch the therapy parrot because I'm like, this gives me no confidence. This gives me nothing in a covenant where I can stand on. And so I want to share this with you. The voice of God is so easy, guys. And here's, here's let me just read some things to you and then we'll go through it scripturally. So um, here's what I wrote to myself. Most of the teaching I've heard on hearing God actually causes me to lose my joy and inspiration because we're taught an old covenant mentality. And it goes something like this, Lord... I'm going to set aside time, I'm going to pray and fast, I'm going to speak in tongues, and I'm going to seek you. Anybody else been there? And then, I want you to hear my voice. And then I heard this kind of stuff. If things aren't working out, go back to the last time you heard God. Now, see, that's an old covenant mentality. We were waiting for the voice of God, and then, God, whatever you tell me to do, now I'm going to go obey it. How many of you have heard that? That sounds like Mount Sinai to me. In the New Covenant, he says, you're a bride and you're a son. There's relationships we can understand. Now think about this. See, if we can understand Christ in a concept of we're back in the family, you can use my name, I'm married to you, in the name of Jesus, all that means is he, he bowed down and he married us, and now we're in a marriage covenant that whatever Jesus has, I have, right? And even Jesus' desires are going to be your desires, so the only way you can miss him is you sometimes you think my desire is somebody else's desire. But he actually lives in you. And he says, I'm going to put a desire in your heart, and that's my will for you. So how easy it is to hear his voice is what inspires you. What are you excited about? You're in his will because he created you. Does that make sense? Only a Christian could go, is that your will? Because we hear all this weird teaching. Now think about this. Is, this would be really weird for me. If you think about it in a marriage relationship, I go, honey, I want you to go back to the last time you heard my voice. Then you'll be in the will of God. I will need a therapy parrot for what she does to me next. Does that make sense? But that's how we view God yet. We view him in this, and he's like, listen, I'm, you're a son, you're a joint heir. And he goes, I'm going to give you the will and the to-do is what Scripture says. He not only places desires in our heart, he gives us the inspiration to go do it. So I would tell you, when do you feel the most alive? That's his, that's his will for you. And it's not this idol or anything else. He goes, I created you. I, I, I made you. I know what's going to make you tick. So it sounds blasphemous, but it's this. Lord, what's your will? And you know what he does to you? You know what? I put it in your heart. What do you want to go do with your life? And now let's take it as sonship. And I taught this last time. But men, we would never treat our wives that way. If you do, you're going to talk to me because you're going, I can't believe my wife. I said, what'd you tell her? I told her, go back to when I last heard my voice. That's a weird God. That's a weird husband, isn't it? That's a really weird husband. The husband's like, man, I want to do this stuff for you. I want to pamper you. I want to spoil you. I want to treat you like the perfect bride you are, man. I want to give you gifts. I want to give you all this stuff. And then we go, yeah, but I want to hear if it's you, God, because no wonder we're whacked out. Does that make sense? You hear his voice. In fact, uh, the heathens hear it perfectly because they do stuff like this. They go, my God wouldn't do this. My response is, you're hearing God correctly because my God wouldn't do that either. Right? Now let's take it as a son, if you understand this. How many of you guys have kids or grandkids? 
Right. So we don't go, George, we don't do this stuff. At least I hope you don't. I don't think you do. You're, you're an upstanding guy. So you don't go, hey, son, daughter, this is how it's going to be. You're going to go do this with your life, and you need to obey me. You're going to hear my voice, and then you're going to go obey it. Do we do that to our kids? No, we do stuff like this. What excites you? What do you want to do with your life? And then as a husband what are, or as a father, what do we do? That's perfect, son. You can do whatever you put your mind to. You can do that because that's what you're good at. That's, what, that's how God is with us. So he's, it's so, it sounds so fascinating, but that's, that's new covenant talk. That's new covenant. Hey, I'm a son in the house, and I'm a bride of Christ. Does that make sense? That's how he treats us. So this thing, the more we try hear God and obey him is the very thing that's causing your life to die. Because we're putting ourselves back under this legalistic concept and he goes, hey, I'm, I'm going to be so intimate with you that my will is going to be birthed in you. My will is going to be your will. And you'll always hear my voice 100% accurately because what you desire to do is what I want you to do. How cool is that? That's how the new covenant is. In fact, let me read this to you. Hebrews 8, uh, if we want to go there. Hebrews 8, 10. It says, uh, um, well, let me just start with verse 7. It says, For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another covenant. But God found fault with that covenant. He says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and the people of Judah. I will, it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. What was that? Hey, do these things and obey, and then you'll be blessed. He says, It's not going to be that way. It's not going to be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them out of the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful in my covenant, and I turned away from them. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because all will know me from the least to the greatest. Isn't that amazing? He goes, everybody's going to know me because I'm in them, and I'm going I'm to birth desires in their heart, and that's what they're inspired about. How many guys in athletics we call it in the zone? You guys know what I'm talking about? Where you're just amped, you're pumped, you're going, man, I'm in the zone. Every, that's where I want you to live. And uh, if, you're, if you're still, I promise you if you're doing this, Lord, I just want to do your will, you're not in the zone. You're, you're still in this weird thing that uh, you don't trust what he's birthing in you. Like, I need to hear this because what if I miss him? How many guys heard that? No, you can't miss him. That's what his point is. You're all going to know me. I put myself in you and you're going to know me. What do you want to do with your life? That's how you know me. Isn't that beautiful? So I, I, really, to me, it's like, where do you find the most life? Where do you find inspiration? Where do you find joy? That's his will for you. That's how you're living it out. Does that make sense? See, I love business. And so I don't go through this mental thing like, well, you know, uh, you're either a priest or a king. Well, wait a minute. If I'm a joint heir with Jesus, he was a priest and a king. He's both. But no, 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 that's not for you guys. Well, no, it is. I'm a joiner. So if I, and so some of you guys are like, man, I love athletics. I go, fantastic. That's what he's birthed in you. Or I love music. It's so funny watching my kids, right? Is Angelique's art all day, sculpting, painting, whatever. We don't have to teach her, hey, obey my voice and go do your artwork. She'll be there for 12 hours a day if we let her. Because guess what? Guess what I think she should do with her life? Probably that. I'm not going to go, well, God's mysterious in all of his ways. Honey, you shouldn't do art. You should do whatever. Pick something. I don't really care. You should be what? An accountant. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I know my daughter. I go, that would kill her. It would kill her. It would suck all the life out of her. Yet that's how most of us live this Christian walk. We go, Lord, I just want to obey your will. 
thank God you don't send me to this place in Africa. Listen, if he wants to send you to Africa, he'll put that desire in you, you'll be inspired. And you'll want to do it. Does that make sense? So how do you know his will? What do you want to do? It's that simple. I'm going to birth my life in you. Whatever really turns you on, that's what I want you to do. You guys get that? Is that easy to, to get? No 10 steps on how to hear him? Is that my voice or your voice? Yeah, it's both. Because he's going to live his life through you. Your mind is going to be his mind, ultimately. You become so, when you just bask in the love of God, he goes, I, I designed you. I know what's going to make you. Listen, uh, I don't know, is Beth in here? I was using her as an example last week. You know, we had these, these people that were going to deliver her prophet and all this stuff, and they're like, I think Beth's pretty good at worship. I think she's, a, she's gifted at worship. So these people come along, and they go, no, you're supposed to be an intercessory prayer. She goes, I hate praying. <laughs> and I totally relate to that. I do too. I'm like, I don't have time, Lord. I'm just going to trust you're going to do it. Hallelujah. Well, how can you know that's God? Because he brisks what I want. You guys understand that? I don't need to dink around in the new covenant. It's like, Lord, if I require anything, I ask and it shall be given. Hallelujah. Let's go party. That's how I hear God. Well, that's not very spiritual. Yeah, that's how everybody's going to know him because he's going to put a desire in your heart and that's his will for you. You guys get it? So now there's no confusion. Where you're experiencing life is his will for you. Now, this, now when, I'm, when you're trying to obey and go, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to suck it up. And this is what I'm going to do with my life because I'm going to obey your voice. Oh, man, there's no life in that. There's no life in that. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's not how I am. I, we're going to be so intimate that you're never going to miss my voice. Whatever I birth in you is what you're going to, that's my will for you. You guys get that? All right, now let's go through it scripturally. Does that make any sense to you? So if you, here's, here's where I think scripture becomes really easy. If everything's got to fit into this new covenant, I'm a son, a joint heir of everything he's got, and I am the bride of Christ where he spoils me like the best husband in the world. Amen? He might even let the Packers win, bro. Yeah. Dolphins, it's doubtful. But uh, I'm not even going to watch because I'm like, I'm just, it's terrible to me. So anyway, all right, let's go through this. Guys, I'm just telling you, you can trust your heart. You can trust your heart. That's his will for you. You can't trust an old covenant heart of, Lord, I'm going to, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. You know what you're going to do? You're going to, in your own power, gonna go, I'm going to serve you, God. I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to do that for you. And they're missing the new covenant. New covenant, he has to serve you. He has to be the, the groom for you. Amen? And I'll show you scripturally. Old covenant, that's why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I mean, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's the Pentateuch, the, the law, right? So the law if you look at Joshua, where it starts, Joshua is just the name for Jesus, Yeshua, right? So it says, Moses, your servant is dead. This concept of servanthood is over. Joshua, it's now time for you to cross into the new covenant, cross the river Jordan. Now all the promises are yes and amen. Because the law can't get you there, Jesus can get you there. Does that make sense? So anyway, that's, so trust your heart is what I'm trying to tell you. Now the heathens do it, and I'll show you a couple examples. So this is one of my favorites. Verses the whole Bible. I'm just going to rego this. Delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. He shall bring it to pass. Now, what's our part in this thing? Delight ourselves in the Lord. And then what's he going to do? He's going to put desires in our heart because he knows how we're made. Now, go bind the devil, rebuke things, whatever. Go, go do it. Make this thing happen, right? No. Commit literally means, yeah, that is toil. That's old covenant work, man. I'm going to pray in tongues till this happens. 
I hate it. I really do. Do I pray in tongues? Yes. But that's not what makes it come to pass. We roll it over to him. Commit it to him. Roll it over to him. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And then what's going to happen? Hallelujah. He's going to bring it to pass. He gives us the will and the to-do. The to-do means I'm going to put something in you that you're going to really like. You're going to desire this thing. And then I'm going to give you the inspiration to make it come to pass. How cool is that? So that's why I don't like this teaching, hearing the voice of the Lord, because I see them sitting there for 10 weeks trying to hear him. I go, you already know him. He's in your heart. He, what do you want to do? Well, God, if I could do anything, this is what I would do. That's the will of God for you. Well, how will I know if I'm hearing my voice or voice? His voice becomes your voice. Two have become one. You can't, they're inseparable. He goes, it's this weird covenant. You're my, you're the, I'm the husband and you're the bride. And Laura, you love business, right? And you're actually really good at worship. Because <laughs> I'm like, Laura, you got to record that beautiful Jesus song. I know. <laughs> you really do need to record that someday, but I'm not going to put pressure on you. I'm going to put pressure on you. No. Selfishly, we all love that. So don't we love that song? I love that song, man. So, but whenever, I, I don't want you to do it because if you're doing it, in an, uh, it, it will be a pain in the rear, even though it's so beautiful. So, but I hope you do it someday. No, I, mean, I don't mean that pressure. Why? Honestly, I don't. It's just beautiful. But I, it was like, if I told her, Laura, you know what? This is your gift. This is all you're supposed to do. But she's like, yeah, but my heart is I want to be a businessman. I love it. You know, like she was just telling me she's gallivanting around the British Virgin Islands, which I love, um, on this private catamaran. She goes, I saw Richard Branson's place. And this, and you light up when you talk about stuff like that. So guess what? When I look at you, I go, you need to be in business, but don't make it an idol. <laughs> no, that's where she experiences life. That, that makes, he puts stuff in you. That you're just going to prosper there. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. So let's, let's break this down a little bit. What's, most people have an old covenant idea of lordship. We pray fast. We seek God's voice. Man, I'm guilty of it because that's the, all the stuff that I was taught, right? Most of the time, I, no, I have no problem with fasting or whatever, but that doesn't make you any more spiritual, non-spiritual. Most of the time, all it does is it settles you down enough where you can start feeling him birth things in you. But I would give you a recommendation. I'd eat through it. It's more enjoyable. It is to me. I, I'm just, there's, you, can't, you can't get any closer or hear him anymore by whether you eat or don't eat. I, I swear to God. You, you can't. So it looks something like this. Lord, I'm going to wait on you until you tell me what to do. How many of you have heard that? Right? And then once you tell me to do, I'm going to be eating it until, and do what you tell me to do. Now let's see if that works in a marriage relationship. Sweetie? Now go get alone. Don't eat. Pray in tongues for like 10 days. And whatever I tell you to do, you better do. Does that sound like a loving husband to his bride? Which planet are we on in Christianity? Jeez. I'll, anyway. We got this weird mentality, and he goes, I'm going to birth things in you. You're going to be pumped. You won't have to go through this stuff. So the very way of, that very way of seeking God, this old covenant thing where I'm going to listen to your voice, and then I'm going to obey what you're going to do. Most of the time, guys, when we come with that, you know what? We start birthing things that he, it sounds good to you religiously, but in your heart of hearts, you're going, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to be obedient, Lord. That, that, the servanthood is dead. Moses, the servant is dead. Time to cross into the new covenant is what it says. Does that make sense? So 
This way of seeking God actually brings death. It's, it's, there was a way that seems right unto me. That's what Paul said, but actually it caused me to die. And you know what that was? Paul, don't lust. Then I became the biggest luster in the world. I used to be alive until somebody said, don't do these things, right? <laughs> what I thought was going to bring life, I'm going to be obey you, God, actually brought death is what he says. Amen? So how does he do it? Know that you're perfect in Christ and he wants to bless you and pamper you and spoil you like crazy. He loves you that much as a husband. He sees you as the perfect bride no matter what you do. That, that message from Doug was perfect. That's exactly what. He sees you as the perfect spotless bride and he's going to treat you that way for the rest of your life. Amen? What if you go do something else and whatever and you're not in his will? How does he treat you? Welcome back. I didn't tell you to go do that stuff religiously. Some preacher did, but I didn't. Right? You read some book and said, that's how you put your flesh down. That's what you go do. And then you come up with this religious answer. He goes, no, you know, you know my voice. I told you what you're going to be excited about. That's what I want you to do. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. So it actually, see, most of that, like to me anyway, I don't know if I'm, does anybody get what I'm trying to share with you? See, this old covenant way where like, Lord, I'm going to serve you. And this is going to be, I'm going to be such an awesome servant, man. You're going to be pleased with me. It actually loses my joy and inspiration. I actually become uninspired by that. Did I hear your voice? I'm so confused now. I don't know if I heard your voice or not. Go back to where you last heard him. If I knew where I was, I would go back there. Well, that's the point. I, haven't, I don't know if I'm hearing him. And he goes, no, no, no. All of you are going to know me. I'm going to birth it in your heart. Follow your gut. Whatever different ways to say it. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. And then what if you miss it? no problem. That's how he is. He goes, the prodigal son, like, Lord, I missed your will. I know, because you acted religious, and you were going to go serve me, and you can't. I have to serve you in the new covenant. Does that make sense? But I don't care. Well, you come back. He goes, I put the robe on. I put the slippers on. You didn't lose anything. You're still a joint heir in, the, in Jesus Christ. Nothing is lost. I am the perfect husband. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. That's never, I don't care if you're an adulterer. Meaning, you know what I'm saying? Is he goes, listen, if you go do other things, whatever, I, that's, not, that's not, he goes, I don't care about that. Because I'm the, that's what the book we were talking about last night, that's the book of Hosea. He's talking about the Jewish people. He goes, listen, you've put the law in front of me. You're an adulterer. You've, you're trying to do works instead of me. Go back to your first love, which is just love me. Amen? So, are you guys get that? All right. So if, you're, if, you're getting, if, it's, if your passion and joy is being stolen, I promise you that's not how to hear God. How to hear how to go, Lord, what do I want to do with my life? And then he turns around and he goes, you know, I put it in you. What do you want to do? Well, I don't know, Lord. I need to hear you. No, I, no I'm telling you how you hear me. You're all going to know me because I'm going to write it on your heart. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, we're getting somewhere. All right, you guys get this? Does it sound like blasphemy? I hope so, because if it's preached right, it has to. It has to. It has to be so good that you go, this is a trip. I can't believe the new covenant's this good. All right, so Matthew 20, 25, because we have an old covenant, sir, this servant, he's our, my Lord, and I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do this for you and your kingdom, Lord. You're going to be miserable if that's not what's in your heart to go do. Does that make sense? Some of you guys, that's what I was telling Jay the other day, they, I can see they get lit up when they're talking about business and everything else. I go, Jay, but don't make it an idol, man. Don't, don't get that in front of God. God comes first. You need to be here every Sunday. It's the worst thing I could tell him. Because he can't. He's got business engagements and stuff on Sundays and different things. And it's perfect. Go do your thing. That's where you find life. Follow me? Just come back and take me to Yankees game every now and then. Just give me a little carrot. So, 
What's lordship in the new covenant? Jesus explains it well, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. How many of you guys have ever seen pastors, preachers goes, hey, I am the, in fact, I was newly saved. Some of you guys know this story. I wanted to go to Africa and see the dead rays because that's what was happening there. And then this young pastor is with me and we almost got in a fist fight. I'm like, man, I used to, I'm not that far from being saved. I used to play rugby and drink a lot of beer and get crazy, you know? And he's like, uh, well, Mike, don't make me pull spiritual rank over you. I do this for eight hours a day. I go, not only am I going to pull spiritual, I'm going to pound that therapy parrot right through you. <laughs> so I had to walk away, honestly. It's like, that's his reality. I'm like, what? Spiritual rank? What's planet? You're acting like the high priest. Amen? And those are the only guys that Jesus goes, you whitewashed tombs, you think you're better than that adulteress. Amen? I, yeah, so it's like, you know what I'm talking about, Max. I heard you say amen. I'm like, I'm going to put this size 11 right up your rear end. And then we'll talk about spiritual authority. So, he was trying to lord it over me. He had an old covenant mentality of ministry. Does that make sense? So, you know the rulers of the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? People outside the covenant. They try lord it over people. And then I see people in church try lord it over them. Hey, I'm the pastor, so I know more than you. No, I don't. No, I don't. You're with me. He just gives stuff to me to serve you with. I'm no better. Trust me, I'm no better than you, right? Like, I'm not going to tell him to do his electrical job. There will be blue smoke everywhere. I'm not, it's just not good. So, and those who, great, who are great exercise authority over them. So Jesus is getting after him, going, you want to be great in the kingdom? It's backwards in what you think. So, yet it shall not be so among you. You're not going to act like you're the Lord and you're going you're to have people that serve you. Is that, is that, you guys follow me so far? All right. It shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. Yet my whole life growing up, I go, you need to serve God. They were giving me the wrong message all growing up. So now I need to... I'm supposed to be enjoying my husbandship and my sonship, but no, you better serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. How's it going? Right? That's what I love when they start pulling this stuff on me. What also says, if you want to follow me, sell everything you have, give up everything, and take up your cross daily. Have you sold everything? Well, no, when you put it like that, yeah. Good, good luck, right? What he's telling them is that if you think you can do, what would Jesus do, the bracelet? He goes, you think you can do what I do? You got to give up everything. He's talking about himself. He goes, I gave up everything. Everything. I sold everything, even though I own everything. I laid down my crown in heaven. I came down to this, this thing called mankind. I became a man, and I became perfect for you so that you'll never be punished for the rest of your life. I took up my cross. You never have to. And you're going to be blessed because of my work for the rest of your life. That's Christianity. Isn't that hot? So guess what? He doesn't want you to sell your house and your car. In fact, if that turns you on, he wants you to have more. No problems. Well, don't make it an idol. No, no. If that excites you, he knows. Does that make sense? That stuff really doesn't excite me. But if it does you, praise God. I'd like some of you to have a private jet, though. So that'd be okay. I'm okay. I'm all for that. All right? 
<laughs> no, I just said, I love it, that kind of stuff. Because I, I I'm just so tired of this Christian teaching work. He's, he's this businessman, he's always gone, whatever, da, 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 da. You know what, he's inspired, and as long as his wife's okay, fired up, man. They're excited about life. Hallelujah. Well, you got to have balance. Balance this. There's no, there's no balance in the kingdom. There's no balance. If that inspires you, you're inspired. Got it? Balance will kill you. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And he gave his license ransom for all of you. Same thing with Peter. Peter's like, wait a minute, Jesus. No, you're my Lord and I need to serve you. You guys know the story, right? I went through this last week. He goes, no way are you going to wash my feet. Peter, he's unwrapping his clothes and he's making himself a servant. Right? He's tying his robe around his waist and he takes his shirt off and he bends down and he goes, if you, if you don't let me serve you, you're not going to partake of salvation, me. I need to serve you. That's why we don't wash feet. Because Dave, I don't want to wash your feet. You might have corns or something. I don't, don't want to touch those things. Well, if you do it. There's no, they're missing the whole point. That whole point was not about, the whole point was he, he made himself lowly like a servant so we could be a son. We don't have to wash your, if you get a kick out of coming to church and washing your feet, have at it. I'm just not going to do it because they don't understand even the context of what was written in. You understand that? Oh, it's powerful. He washed his feet. Not to the guy washing the feet. Wasn't that powerful to me? You go, God, yellow toenails, gross. Whatever, I'm just, you get what I'm pointing. <laughs> We're, they're missing the whole context. That whole context was Jesus came to serve us. That's, that's lordship in the new covenant. I'm not criticizing you if, you if you had a powerful experience washing feet. It just ain't happening here, okay? Because it's not happening. The kingdom of God is not in washing of feet. It's in righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. In fact, Chris Toby sent me a message. He goes, man, if we all want to be blessed, we should all be pedicures. I go, that's just disgusting to me. So... Anyway, I'm a farm kid. She was like, do you want to this, that? I'm like, no way, sweet. No, they throw people out of Iowa for stuff like that. It's just not happening. If I get a pedicure, I'm never in Iowa ever again. I can't, it's so. That one, that's kind of like a North Dakota, right? Or Montana. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you like pedicures, have at it. I just, I'm an Iowa boy. It's just not stuff we do, okay? Yeah, it could be. All right. Delight yourself in the Lord. Let's go through this. Lordship. What's lordship in the new covenant? The highest form and most accurate way of hearing God is enjoying a marriage relationship with Christ. Let him, let him pamper us. Let him serve us. Let him give us gifts. Let him do things for us. That's lordship in the new covenant. He goes, I came to serve you. You guys get it? All right. So our hearts are designed to operate in love. Um, Laura, what's, that, what's, that, uh, what's her name again? Um, the love lady, the heart lady? Carolyn Leaf. Yeah, yeah. I know you have all of her stuff. I love that kind of stuff because all she's doing is she's going, she's verifying how God designed this. It goes, your heart is designed to operate in love, in new covenant. That's why in scripture it says, think on these things, lovely, joy, peaceable, all these things. Because if you're thinking on those things, guess what? He can speak through your heart. But if you've got a stony heart where I need to go obey, oh God, you're not going to hear him and you're going to beat yourself up until you slowly die. And you're going to lose your inspiration. You're going to lose what it, Joe and you and I would talk about this. Man, when we were young, we just kicked butt, man. Everything worked, right? Because we just did what we wanted to do. And we were inspired by it. Then we get this Christian teaching, well, how do you know that's the will? I don't know. Nobody, nobody's ever asked me that. I just lived life. And guess what? If we understood that not having him, how much more should we experience that now? Right? Number one in everything you did, kickbox everybody out of the planet. You could have taken care of this pastor guy for me and just, it would have been fun. So I'll pray for you later, man. Just, Tell them what spiritual authority really looks like. So kick them right in the jaw. So 
We're designed to operate in love. That wasn't love. I understand that. But I'm just trying to be real because I, I, I hate the stuff where, oh, I'm this man of God and this and that. No, man, I, I want to choke the therapy parrot too. So, but when we, when we let him, when we honestly just, and this is what happens to some of you guys, if you do set yourself apart and you're just, you let him pamper you, you let him love you, you, get, you start getting scripture and you're like, man, this is how good he is. And it's just, you know what, your heart's prepared and now you can hear him because you're in this marriage relationship and it's intimate. You guys understand that? The only way you can be intimate God is not you getting into the word more unless you're doing it from the right perspective. Getting into the word more means I'm getting into what Christ did for me more. Because he was the word of God that became flesh. The whole message is Jesus. That's the whole book. Right? So when somebody, how many guys know people have been in the Bible their whole life and they have no joy? Then they're not experiencing the kingdom. So I don't care what they do more. And this is how we miss God. Because I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to set a goal this year. I'm going to read the Bible from A to Z. I've met so many people do that. I go, have you ever done it? Never, man. That's toil to me. I don't care if you do. That's just not how he's designed me. He goes, Mike, I'll, I'll, you'll know me. I'll just put it in your heart. And I'll show you where to go, and that you'll, it'll resonate with you whether it's true or not. Praise God, I've never done it. There's, I'm sure there's pages of my Bible stuck together yet. If that disappoints you, that's okay. But I bet you'll experience life the more you hear this. You go, I mean, I don't, need to, I don't even need to read that. No, not if you don't want. And I know what that'll do is it'll desire you to do it more in the right context. Isn't that interesting? So, all right, so his will actually creates a desire in our heart. So when we, when we let him serve us, so here, we, we had it backwards. We go, delight ourselves in the Lord. Lord, okay, I want to be a X, whatever. I've got this business goal. This is what I want to do. That's my desire in my heart. Okay, now, Lord, I'm going to go over here and go, yay, God, for a long time, delight myself in you, and then as soon as I do that enough, then you'll give me the desire that I wanted. That's not how it works. <laughs> it will work despite yourself if you do that. And you'll realize that you couldn't have done it. But I love you so much, I'm just going to show you my grace. I'm still going to do it even though you got this thing backwards. What does this mean? We delight ourselves in his serving us as a husband. Lord, you love me so much. Now, what Doug was saying, he goes, you know what? I'll, I want you to display my splendor just because I love you. You're perfect to me. And you start, this is how I do it. And you can do it in different ways. But I love the fact that he goes, you know what? Every promise is yes and amen to you, Mike. Now I'm going to spoil you like nobody's business. Really? God, Lord, you're so awesome. Yeah, but I don't deserve it. I know. Isn't that cool? That's how much I love you. Even though you don't deserve it, I still will always treat you like the perfect husband and that you're my perfect bride. That's how I'm going to spoil you for the rest of your life. That's how I delight myself in the promises of God, in the message of grace. I delight myself in him serving me. Does that make sense? So I love stuff that, you know, I go, hey, Lord, you know what? Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. Hallelujah. But how do I know his will? It's irrelevant. Because whatever you put your hand to is going to prosper. Hallelujah. That takes the guesswork out. That's why the covenant's so good. You guys get this? He goes, don't stop dinking around trying to hear my voice and obey. Just do what you like to do. Because I'm the one who's birthing that in you. And then you get fired up about it. And you start to experience life and joy. We used to be excited about life. Then we got, became Christians. It was a miserable experience for me. So I don't know if that relates to any of that. <laughs> I'm like, it used to be fun to be a heathen. What is wrong with these Christians, right? Now I enjoy it again because I'm like, okay, all those rules, it's nonsense to me. He wants to live his life through me and I'm perfect in his eyes and all he wants to do is bless me. Hallelujah. How can that be confusing? 
Isn't that beautiful? That's the gospel. That's Christ. He was the lamb. He took away our nonsense and gave us his life for free. I hope that gets somebody excited. It gets me excited. It really does. So his will literally becomes our will when you start delighting yourself in him. Thank you, Father. You start participating in the new covenant. It's simply his grace. Like, Lord, whatever I put my hand to, you're going to super abundantly do it. Wow. Hallelujah. That way I'm not trying to do it in my own effort. And you know what? It just comes effortlessly. It's like us trying to get to the airport. Well, Lord, we're going to, make our, we're going to do our best to get there. And honestly, I was like, you know what? If we don't make it, um, I'm going to set up shop in the Phoenix airport and do it live stream for you guys. That's just what we'll do. Amen? And we, I'm trying to learn, just like Doug was talking about, to, to really live this way in every area of my life. Because there's other times where I just want to kill the therapy parrot yet. You know, like, so I'm not, I'm not saying I'm there. I'm just saying I know what I'm supposed to be doing. They're like, just relax and let him do everything through me. Now, am I there? No, but I'm trying to get there. But I'm enjoying the process. Does that make sense? So if it's not perfect yet, guys, welcome to the club. Hey, listen, we're going to have struggles. We're going to have things. But you know what? Remain in his faithfulness. Don't try to build your faith. Just go, you love me so much. I'm going to commit it to you. I'm going to trust in you, and you will bring it to pass, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that easy, new covenant? His yoke is easy, guys. Does that help you? Can anybody understand that? Okay. All right. I want to show you. The world gets this. I'm just gonna, I could use a thousand examples. You guys know who Picasso is, right? See, I love this. This was a good mom. My mother said to me, if you're a soldier, you'll become a general. If you're a monk, you'll become a pope. Did he want to do those things? No. He said, instead, I'm a painter, so I became Picasso. He followed his heart. You guys get it? Yet we think God's going, hey, I want you to be this. And looking back, some of the th- guidance counselors are the worst. You're in high school. What do you want to do with your life? I want to chase her and drink beer. Well, that's not an option. Well, then you asked me a question. That's what I wanted to do. Does that make sense? Well, you got to get serious. Oh, that sucks. This, is, this was my life, honestly. Here's a book of all of the professions. Pick two and write a one-page report. This is my guidance counselor in high school. And I was pretty good in school. I was valedictorian. I, I, did, I was, did all this stuff right. And so I'm like, huh, what do I want to do? I like animals. The veterinarians have a pretty cool house. Um, I'll be a vet. And then, you know what? I like to hunt. So... The second one I'll do is a taxidermist. I'm a vet and a taxidermist. Those are what I wrote my two reports on. And then I looked. The average taxidermist at this time made $11,000. I go, eh, scratch that. That's no good. Veterinarian, that's okay. And I thought, that's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to the Air Force Academy. We don't have veterinary. Okay, well, um, then I'll be a doctor. And people ask me this all the time. Why do we want to be a doctor? Because Dr. McGilvra had the coolest house in town. And he was at every football and basketball game. I was an athlete. I go, that's an awesome life. <laughs> and then I got religious. Well, make sure you're hearing God. Man, that's what I wanted to do. I was excited. Now I got to hear him and get unexcited and uninspired because I need to obey. See, see the difference? That's not how he's designed you guys. He's designed you to just be you. So I would encourage everybody, go listen to Steve Jobs' graduation address, Stanford University. It's so powerful to me. There's so many life lessons in that. Like, that's why I love, hey, I love these secular guys because they follow their heart. Now, the only thing they're missing is a cleanse for their conscience, right? That's what we have to give them. So we can't criticize this, the, the, 
the Richard Bransons of the world, people are like, oh, he's secular. Of course he is, because he doesn't know he's perfectly sinless, so it stirs up flesh, and they do all kinds of crazy things. But he's following his heart, and he's kicking our butt. He's a multi-billionaire. Well, how do you know he's in his will? Because he's just following his heart. It's so easy. The, the, the heathens get this. We're the mixed up ones. Sorry if that's a strong message, but man, he made this easy for us. We're all going to know him. It's easy. I'm gonna, this, is how you, this is how easy it's going to be. I'm going to put this desire in your heart, and you're going to do what you're excited to do. That way you won't miss my will. That's him. That's God. Isn't that cool? It's so easy, guys, I'm telling you. So here's Steve Jobs. Most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already all know what you truly want to become. Why? Because we're all created in his image. He says, I'm going to put my, my laws and my message on your heart, and you're going to be pumped to go do this with your life. Does that help? Okay, so let's finish this up. All right, commit your way to the Lord. That literally means roll it over to him. Trust him, and he's going to bring it to pass. So here's the other, here's the other mixed up part of Christianity we do. So we spend time, we pray and fast, we, we do all these things for breakthrough, etc. We finally think we hear his voice, and then what do we do? Okay, now it's going to be tough. The minute you get saved, man, he's going to come against you. And, man, you need to, all, we're taught spiritual warfare. Okay, it doesn't even say this in scripture, but all of a sudden I need to start binding the devil. Lord, I, nothing shall come against this vision that he gave me. I speak this over this thing. I'm going to pray and fast for a breakthrough. I'm going to make this come to pass. How's it going? Sucks, doesn't it? Here's how simple it is. Hey, you're going to have a desire in your heart. Roll it over to me, which is literally what that commit means. Trust me, and I'll do it for you. In fact, you'll be so pumped about it, you'll be inspired to participate with me. You'll be, you'll, you'll be inspired and joyful. Does that seem more simple? I've seen these spiritual warriors like, and they're, they're praying for breakthrough. He broke through 2,000 years ago. He broke through. There's nothing to break through. He'll do it effortlessly in your life if you allow him. Just rest in how good he is, how faithful he is. Lord, you love me so much. Doug's message was perfect. Man, I love you so much, Lord. Doug, just let me do it for you. Commit it to me. You know what? Your heart starts getting established at that where you have a, you have a quiet confidence. You go, this is what I'm going to do with my life. How do you know it's going to work? Because it's in my heart. And he's faithful. He loves me. So he, he's going to do it for me. Well, when's it? If you really heard God, when's it going to? I don't know. It's not my job to figure that out. I just know it'll be faster if I stop trying. Right? I really believe that. So, all right. So you guys know what I'm trying to say there? First, we spend time trying to hear him when he goes, it's easy, just listen to me. And then once we hear it, now we think we have to jump into action and bind the devil and commit and break through and all this stuff. No, no, no. He'll, he'll do it for us. Nothing can stand in his way. You guys understand that? Every principality and power is under your feet. There's nothing to bind. There's nothing to do any of that. In fact, binding and loosing, all that really is, is binding means whatever is already not permitted in heaven is not permitted here. And whatever is already loosed, permitted in heaven is loosed here. So is prosperity permitted in heaven? Then it's permitted here. Father, I thank you. It's permitted to prosper here. I loose this over my life. You're doing jack. It's got to be a heart thing. Does that make sense? I see loosers and binders all over the place, and they're miserable. Like, well, that's not even what he's talking about. What he's saying is, hey, this old covenant way, is, that's not even permitted in heaven anymore. Right? In fact, what's permitted in heaven? Even Gentiles can come right to him now. So that's how it's going to be. You guys get that? That's all it is. And you guys, I think if you just use your brain, you can't bind a spiritual thing. And how, it's a spirit. It's, 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 it's something that moves you internally. It's like, 
and that, that, we were always confused by that teaching. Okay, now that you became a Christian, you've you got a big target on your back, and he's going to come after you. Oh, crap, man. So you mean when I wasn't, I could just go kick butt? Yeah, because why? Because he already knows you're dead. Oh, come on, please. Please, we don't act like that way with our kids. That's not how the Father's going to treat us, is it? I know I'm stepping on toes, guys, but it's so easy and it's so good. So how does it work? Hey, that sounds like work to me where I'm binding and loosing and commanding and such. You know what I do, Father? I renew my heart every day to, and I'm not perfect. I, I hope you understand this. I try to do it. Do I get stressed? And yes. But then I go, what am, what am I doing? What's the worst thing that could happen to me? I could die. Okay. That's not so bad, is it? <laughs> really, it's not. Because then I'm pumped up again. I mean, I'm in his arms. I'm fired up, right? Because everything leads to that. What if this happens, and then this happens, and then I won't do this, and then you won't have this, and then you won't have enough for that. And if I eat this wrong, then I might get this. And if I don't exercise, then I might do this. And this, well, you know, this thing causes this, and this co- it all leads to death. Follow me? But I go, you know what, Lord? You love me perfectly. I start establishing my heart in grace. Father, thank you. You love me perfectly, man. No matter what, you're going to bless me. You're going to restore everything. If I miss you, I miss you. You never miss me. So my relationship with you is always perfect. You'll always bless me. You'll always favor me. You'll always honor me. What an amazing husband. Thank you, Father. Now you're established in grace. Now you can go live your life based on your heart. Does that help? So how do you know you hear his voice? What do you want to do? That's exactly right. What do you want to do, Joe? I made you. I put that desire in you. Let's go do it together. And you know what? If you go, this is really wild. Lord, I don't really want to do that. No problem. I'll give you a different desire. What do you want to do with this? Will this excite you more? Yeah. Okay, then we'll do that. You can't miss him because he goes, whatever my will is, is I've already put it in your will. Does that help you guys? Does that give you some rest? Yeah. If the sun set you free, you're free. Amen? So, hey, listen, if, if, if God put it on your heart to be a billionaire, don't think it's an idol. He's put it on your heart. He goes, man, I've designed you like this. Steve Jobs and Richard Branson shouldn't have all the fun. Why don't we have a believer every now and then do it? I believe that. I really do. Amen? And it's not me sewing and doing all these things. It's, no, it's free. I birthed it in your heart. Now just believe it and let, it, let me do it for you. Praise God. Okay, does that help? All right, get to your feet. Hopefully that helped. I didn't go too long, did I? All right. So, I think, did I have one more slide? I, it's all just the same, though. <laughs> we all know we're not old covenant servants Moses, the servant, is dead. Jesus, now cross over into the promised land. Amen? We're sons and we're brides in the new covenant. So we fill our heart with the fact we're the bride of Christ. We let him serve us and spoil us. See, I get excited about, Lord, whatever I put my hand to, you're going to prosper. Man, what a good God. Now, does that make me want to sit around and do nothing? No, it actually gets me excited to go participate. It inspires me versus obeying. How many guys, I don't care how good of a Christian is, after a while, obeying is a pain in the rear, isn't it? right? It just is, because, is, you know, like what I was telling about my kids, my kids are just part of the deal. This isn't their vision necessarily, but like, no, this is what you do. You get up and you serve. That doesn't inspire them. Now, Solomon actually loves to worship, so he loves that. So it's not this thing, because I ask him all the time. He said, you okay? No, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Okay, cool. Then do it. Does that make sense to you? I don't go, Solomon, this is how God's going to bless you. You go serve him and worship on the worship team. You know what he's going to do? This minute he's out of my sight, he's going to go be a crazy man in college. Right? How do I know? <laughs> that was me. Right? My mom, 
soon as I was 16, baby, you're going to, <laughs> my aunt, it was so classic. She's like, it's like, because she, she loves it. You know, she's like, man, you started a church. That's so great, Mike. It was because of all the teaching you got at YMCA. It was this youth thing and FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I go, if you only knew. <laughs> the minute I got my license where I was, I was not at FCA, I promise you. <laughs> Why? Because it was stirring up. I didn't know I was pleasing to God. I thought it was my own actions that were amazing, pleasing to God. I'm like, and my own actions aren't pleasing, right? And it stirs up the thing to go be crazy. So when you finally know how much he loves you, that goes away. Not completely, but every now and then it's fun just to get stupid, in my opinion. Like, let's go get stupid. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Every you ever done it? It just takes the right. And then you'll go, that was stupid. Why did I do that in this desire? It's not this forbidden thing anymore, and it goes away. It's really, it's really fascinating. So <sighs> let him serve you. Let him spoil you. He actually speaks through your heart, and you can trust it. That's all I want to say. Listen, if these heathens can trust it, and they become billionaires. Amen? How much more can you trust it? He loves you that much. Amen? All right, does that help you guys? So guess what? Hey, you're completely sinless. By one man's obedience, you become perfect forever. This is all Christianity is, guys. He loved you so much. He became flesh. It says he's not a high priest that doesn't understand how we feel, our anger, our strife, our, our, our guilt. He goes, I understand all that. So I became a perfect man for you so you never have to go deal with the consequences of that. I took all the shame, all the guilt, all the punishment for you, and you can just experience my blessing no matter what you do. I'll always love you. I'll always favor you. I'll always bless you. I'll never leave you. I will just serve you and serve you as a faithful husband. Welcome to the new covenant. Welcome to Christianity. If you believe that, you're born again. You're born out of a different spirit. You became part of the family. That's all it is. I now live his, I've taken his name. I'm a joint heir and I'm married to the perfect one. And two have became one. So he took my imperfection and made me perfect. Hallelujah. That's the new covenant. Isn't that amazing? So if I'm perfect, how many of the blessings am I worthy of? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And it comes by just believing that. That's how it comes. Praise God. All right. So Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. I just hope this makes sense to these people. That you love them that much. You just, you think they're awesome. It's like Doug was saying, man, you, you, you see them as the spotless bride, the perfect son, the perfect daughter. They could never do wrong in your eyes. And all you're going to do is bless them, favor them. Just let that sink deep in their hearts. So they can experience that joy, Lord. We just thank you for that. Father, we just thank you for, we can expect the very best. We can expect the blessing upon blessing because whatever Jesus deserved, we now deserve. That's how amazing the new covenant is. So Father, I thank you for exploits in their marriages. I thank you for supernatural restoration of anything that was lost in their families, their businesses, their lives. You restore it. That's who you are. You are our jubilee, Lord. And we just thank you for that. Father, I thank you for supernatural desires and increases in their heart. And just let them trust their heart because that's your will for them. And we just thank you for that awesome covenant. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.